What's up? What's up? What's good, everybody? It's your host, JJ. And with me today, I got Ryan. What's up, y'all? You know what Twitter is? R-O-K-K-O. That's Rocco. Daydreamer. We got Keone with me. Hello, it's it's me. You've you've seen my face on our Instagram stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to you for uh, coming up with all of these trivia questions. We will be getting to a little bit of trivia later, but first we got some over unders to go over. Then we got some over under over unders. To we well, said to go over, and I was like, oh, oh. Okay. oh. <laughs> I could, mm. yeah. Uh, we're gonna go over what position to draft where. And we got some of your guys' fan questions. But of course, you guys know what it is. This is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. Shout out to producer Ian on the slaps. Super hot, boy. Step up to that mic, boy, because we're going to go over some over-unders. All right, you guys ready for them? Yeah, yeah. Intern Aaron gave us some uh, people to go over. Lines sent them to producer Ian. So producer Ian's going to read them off. We're going to tell you guys our thoughts. All right, first one, over, under, DeAndre Swift, 1,400 total yards. Under. Wow, quick. Yeah, I know. Why, Ryan? Got to pull up my stizzity stats. Okay, well, I just feel like they're going to go under because Jamal Williams is there, and that kind of freaks me out. And they're also looking at other running backs. Like I think Todd Gurley went in for – a workout there. I just don't feel confident. Swift is actually kind of falling down in my rankings a little bit. You said 1,400 total yards? Yes, exactly. Total. Um, I still have him under. Yeah, I have him under too. <laughs> yeah, Jamal Williams really cuts into that, um, uh, like, his his production. And I, I think I said before, like, he's pretty much like him and Hawkinson are the only two on that team. But it, it, it's still, like, it's just a bad team. And so regardless of the best players on that team, you know, there's still, the production can still be not the best. But that's, that's 1,400s a lot, especially when you're not the sole, sole running back. But it is a 17-game season now. Yeah, and I still have him far under 1,400 yards. I have him around, like, 1,100. So, uh, yeah, it's just a really bad team. DeAndre Swift is going to be really good. He's going to be able to play all downs. I'm not saying don't draft DeAndre Swift, but this is a bad team, and he's the running back on a bad team. They're going to have to pass the ball a lot, and they're going to be down a lot. Now, maybe that helps him, but Jamal Williams can come in and catch the ball, so he will be getting breaks more on passing downs than on running downs, I feel like. And because of that reason, I'll take the under. Because of that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Short take, I'm out. <laughs> Real quick, Peony. Uh, yes, sir. 
Where where do you have him at about total yards? Um, I think I have him around the same number as JJ. I have him around, so I have like six fifty, and then where? Yeah, I have about I have him just under eleven hundred yards total. Okay, fair. Next one, Stefan Diggs, over under a hundred and fifteen receptions. Hundred and fifteen receptions for Stefan Diggs. Yes, exactly. Push you know what's wild about that number is I think I had him at like if I remember correctly, I had 115. Exactly. So I'm gonna call it a tie. <laughs> Push. <laughs> Pushing all all over. I have it. I have it over. Yeah, I have the over. By a little, by a lot. By a little. 119. So it's real close. Had the breakout last year. Him and Josh Allen just connect on a different level, it seems. There's a lot going on with Cole Beasley right now, but I don't think that really affects Stephon Diggs and how he performs. It might put a little bit more coverage on him, but I'll take I'll take the upside and the talent. I'm disappointed in Cole Beasley, and I, I don't necessarily want to get into that because that's very like political in a way. Yeah. Um, but we're just, we're no longer standing the, him the same way or at all the way we were last previously. Yeah. Yeah. Not all. <laughs> yeah. You, you can look into it for yourself, but I think I have him at like one thirty something in terms of, oh, uh, so you're way over. Yeah. That's fairly close to the, uh, the record. If I'm not mistaken, isn't it like one forty nine or something or, for Michael yeah, that's still within 20. That would, that would probably put him in the top seven, I think, all time uh, in the season. It's, Let me it's load it, Madden. Don't it's the extra it. game. <laughs> okay, and the last one is Kyler Murray, 850 rushing yards over under. Ooh, okay. Um, I have the under. I have him with 115 attempts, rushing attempts, putting him at – 5.6 yards a carry. So over 5.5 yards a carry. It's I have him well under. I have him over. Oh. I have him at 880. So it's close. Yeah, it's it's not like too far off from 850, but he is a running quarterback. And and by the way, game. as an answer, uh Keone, 130 receptions would be good for fourth all time. I think the records are going to be broken more often with an extra game. Oh, sorry. Fifth all time. There's a tie at 136. Hey, sorry, but I'd be at under, by the way. <laughs> Just let you guys know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> way to break in there. Yeah. Boom, boom. Hit him <laughs> yeah, with but... it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, me and Ryan both have the under. Keone had the over. What I'm I'm curious to know how many uh, touchdowns you guys have Kyler going for on the ground. I have him at ten. Okay, because I think that's really where he's going to make his money. Is mm-hmm. I mean James Conner and eh, Chase Edmonds does not get red zone work at all. We know Kyler Murray's going to be there red zone running back, quote-unquote, I guess, I think. I have him with nine rushing touchdowns, so one under you, Keone, but yeah. 
so even though I have him rushing for way, way less yards than the line that intern Aaron gave us, I still think he's going to be a top four quarterback. Yeah, for sure. At least top five for me, but yes. yeah. All right. That'll do it for the over unders. Let's move on to some trivia. Keone, oh, hit us with that trivia. What you got for us this week? Yes. So I asked you in correspondence with our post on Saturday having to do with Marvin Jones Jr. Apparently, he has never had a fumble in his career, which is a very interesting fact. Uh, and a lot harder to find who has the least amount of fumbles in the NFL <laughs> than you'd think. Because um, apparently a lot, a lot of, don't. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people just have zero. <laughs> right. So it's like, how do you... You know, but um, there's certain people who just don't. I think Philip Lindsay is another one who just doesn't fumble the ball. And, but my question was so, given that being the case, who has the most fumbles in an NFL career? That was the first part. So, what are your answers to that? Eli Manning. <laughs> Eli Manning off top. All right. Um, so, I think he's going to be a quarterback. I think You're, that's a given. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be someone who played for a while and was a gunslinger, reckless with the ball. Hmm. I'm going Brett Favre. Brett Favre is the answer. Ah, nice. Also somebody who has made some interesting comments want, to the media yeah. lately. <laughs> yes. Um we we support you, Naomi Osaka, and everybody in their mental health journey. So I'll just say that. Um, so yeah, that was he has 166 fumbles in his career. Wow. Yeah. That's... And the other part of that question was, and it kind of gave away a little bit of the the first part, but I asked who out of the running backs historically has the most fumbles, and if there's two people and they're tied with the same amount. Both Hall of Famers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Both Hall of Famers. Emmett Smith. Tiki Barber. Tiki Barber is it? Tiki Barber is actually my real answer. I don't really know the other one. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Tiki Barber is my real answer. Though. I actually Tiki, Tiki Barber came across my head. Tiki used to have a problem fumbling. Okay. Yeah, Tiki Barber. I don't know the other one, okay. I would guess. Uh. So, they are Tony Dorsett and Franco Harris. Ah, Franco Harris. Yes. Yep. Well. And then the third one was, they both have 90, by the way. So, they're both tied for 90 fumbles each. And I think it was like 173 games each as well, which was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yes. They're those two Hall of Famers. <laughs> both. Complete garbage. All right, cool. Thank you for that trivia. Um, I'm I'm glad I got one right finally because yeah, my week, right. my first miss. Yeah. Oh, wild. Your first miss. You missed last. Mm-hmm. You missed last time. <laughs> ah, boy, didn't count last week though. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago, but yeah, 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 didn't count that. You didn't count one of the three. So <laughs> first yeah. miss. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that trivia question, Keone. Be looking out for that on Instagram, day underscore dreamer media. Give us a follow, comment, and like, 
if you get it right, you might get something from us. You never know, you know? So just try. Doesn't hurt yeah. to try. Right. All right. Moving on to our next segment. What position to draft where? Draft strategy. Here we go. I'm just going to ask some questions. You guys just give me your guys' thoughts, answers. So let's start off. What is your guys' draft strategy? What is your strategy while you draft? Do you have a specific one? one? Okay. It's got to be free to move around. Play That's a great point. chess while people are playing checkers. You know the rules. Wild. Even though chess involves thinking many, many moves ahead. Exactly. So, okay. Free. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do kind of agree with Ryan. You got to be fluid. Like, you can't oh, go yes. in with, I'm going to draft this guy here, this guy here, because things change during the draft. Someone might slip to you that you weren't expecting. And so, I think that's where I start is bat uh, draft best available. The the best available player is going to score the, the most fantasy points, regardless of position. And so you gotta take you gotta take the guys who are good. I would say that I do have one strategy at the end of the draft is that I like to pick my kicker in defense a little early, like the 15th and 16th round to the last round, I can be able to pick whoever I want. Yeah, AKA the flyer of the flyers. Yeah, super deep flyer. Tim Tebow. <laughs> it always ends up being an eagle that no one knows. So, <laughs> hey. years ago. Could have been Travis Fulgham last year. He was on the Eagles until, the, until they picked him up, I think. Oh, right, right, right. All right, Kenny, what's your strategy? You got one? Um, I mean, I think all three of us have the be, be flexible because, mm-hmm. like you said, you never really know what's going to happen. Wild stuff always seems to to happen in a draft. I mean, we do have Ryan, Weil, and Williams with, here, with us here. So, But, yeah, there's always those few guys or people in your in, uh, fellow draftees who just do some wild stuff and kind of completely blow up the, the whole draft. Um, process so never get too set on be like i have to get this guy and then this guy and this no just take kind of flow with as as bruce lee said be like water you know exactly Um, they're very pretentious oh sorry (laughs) but but basically what i do for me specifically is i like to and i know like our intern aaron uh has said otherwise but i do focus on bye weeks because i don't want to be in a position late in the season, like say week 12 or 13. And it's like, I need to win out and I mess up. I messed up on bye weeks. And then it's like, there potentially goes my chance to get into the playoffs. So I'm a big advocate of like, that's where your test moves come in doing your bye weeks during the draft. So you Mm -hmm. don't get backed up or multiple people on bye weeks. So it pays off down the line. Um, so yeah, that's just me. Yeah. I know other people t- completely don't take that into consideration, but know your league mates too. You know, yes. we, we used to draft this guy named Kevin. Shout out to Kevin Straub, Kevin Kevward. Uh, he, would draft Od- <laughs> he would draft Odell in the first or second round every single draft. If you know that, have that predicted, you can work around it. 
Yeah. You know this guy's a Carolina Carolina fan, and he has the first pick. Chris McCaffrey's coming off the board no matter what. Probably going to come off the board no matter what. Anyways. (laughs) But you know for a fact it's going to happen. Super hot fire. That is a super hot fire take. Yeah, yeah. Great take there. Chris McCaffrey 101. Hey, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Davil Cook is kind of inching up on the board for me. Oh, okay, okay, save him, save him, save him, save him. All right, so there's not really a position you guys aim to get in certain rounds, or is there? Like, you're thinking, all right, seventh round, I gotta get a quarterback because after the seventh round, there's no one left. Most of the time, of course, if stuff changes, like you guys, like we said, stuff changes, but for majority of the picks, are you guys? Looking at certain positions, or um, for the first three rounds, I'm not. Maybe it's not a certain position, but I, well, yeah, I guess it is. I'm trying to get a top tier running back in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get one, like that's minimum. So <laughs> minimum, yeah. <laughs> and I, I know there's only like a, like twelve great running backs or six great running backs, and then six you know who are can be good to great. But I, I need one of them bad. Yeah, I agree with that. I try to go running back early and kind of often because I feel like the running backs fall off. And I feel like there's a much higher chance that there's a wide receiver sleeper that I could pick up, like Ryan said, in the very last round. So I start – I try to get my uh, all my positions filled in but hit running back early and hard and then – I try to just fill in with wide receivers later on. Later in the draft, wide receivers, because who knows? Any of them could hit any week. Sammy Watkins hits every week on week one. So <laughs> <laughs> not telling you to draft Sammy Watkins, though. <laughs> for, for me, I I guess I, I don't like I have a like thing that I do all like every year and I, it doesn't necessarily seem to be working, but <laughs> at least not in, re, in redraft leagues, but I like to get like two, um, two running backs and two wide receivers or like I go running back wide receiver, wide receiver running back, but in some combination where I have at least two of each within the first four rounds. And then from there, it's like, okay, who's, who's left available. Then I might go for a tight end or another position and maybe not necessarily a quarterback that early but depending because you never know when there's just going to be a string of quarterbacks taken but as long as I get those first like those first four rounds and I have my doubles that's what I try to do just that just that makes me feel more comfortable yeah I mean that may that totally makes sense um and I would suggest that you guys do try out strategies like that Try stuff out because that's the only way you're going to know. We're going to try them out too, and we'll let you know what we find out. But you guys also try should be trying out strategies. And you guys should be mock drafting all the time because that's where you really try out your strategy. Just hone in your strategy for the year, and then you can hit that strategy hard. And if it doesn't work, like Keone said, uh, you know, it didn't really work, mark that down. Make a note of it because you don't want to be doing it again if it didn't work. So... I'm sorry, I have a question yeah, yeah. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where do you guys like the mock draft? Like, I, I'm not a big guy on mock drafting with people. So I like to draft mock draft on like Draft Wizard and Sleeper. Uh, where do you guys like the mock draft? Give me any guys 
spots? Yeah, my spot right now is sleeper. We got our dynasty, dynasty league through it, and so ever since then, it's just been pretty easy. They make it easy so I can do it, run one real quick by myself, or I can invite people and we can all run. Like I can do it with people, or I can do it by myself. I can make it change the settings exactly how I want them. So sleepers might go too. Yeah, they're they're not a sponsor, but uh, don't no, don't no. sleep on sleeper. We, we'd love to have them sponsor us. You could dream while you're on sleeper. All right. Yeah. Um. So, how early are you guys taking Travis Kelsey? Ooh. Number one tight end off the board. I'm assuming for everyone. What round? How early? Keone, you want to you want to hit us with this one first? Um. Probably if he's available and i know this kind of blows up the strategy i just said before but maybe second or third round gotta say especially yeah especially if you get like that back-to-back kind of those picks i love having back-to-back picks even though there's a big time in between um it just feels nice to get two in a row because you know especially like if you go tail end of the first round early into the second round it's like okay I can get a solid running back because you probably want to get a running back pretty early. And then whomever you want to get after that, you can, whether it be a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or the first tight end or a really, really good um, wide receiver who's left. Or if you want to be super wild, get that kicker. Live your life. Um, Um, Yeah. I say, I've been seeing them go in early or late first too. Uh, but for me personally, probably the second round. He's not going to be there in the third, so probably the second round if I really want him. I kind of stay away from draft, drafting Kelsey though most times. Why is that? Um, I it just never really worked. I drafted him a couple years ago. And he had a great season, but I still lost, and I just didn't. I I just don't think having a great great tight end really matters. So you don't think because the point differential is huge, especially between the top three tight ends. Yeah, you can say top three, but Darren Waller's catching them. George Kittle's pretty good. Darren and, Waller is the top three. George Kittle well, is I know, the top I know. three. I know I get that. But I'm just saying if you can if you can get if you have to take Kelsey in the very early second or or, or late first. And you can get Waller in the third or the fourth. I'd rather get Waller in the third. And oh, fourth. I'm not seeing that, though. I'm seeing Kelsey early second, Kittle late second, Waller in the third, mid-third. Well, I take – well, I don't know. And that's fair. That's so that means if you, if you pass on Kelsey at the beginning of the second, Waller's not making it back to you at the end of the third. You either get one of those top three tight ends or you're not getting one at all. Well, to answer your next question of after a top three, where are you going to start looking at? Well, I'm going to start looking in late, late, late and try to stream tight ends. How late is late, late, late? Tenth round? Probably eighth to tenth in that range. Eighth mm-hmm. round to tenth round. See what we got. See the scraps. Stream for a little bit. I mean, I'm going to guarantee no one drafted Robert Tunya last year. Guy got 10 touchdowns. I, you can find that guy every year. All right. I would take Kelsey. Yeah. Early second is where I, I'm not 
bullish enough to go late first on him quite yet, but early second. And where do I start going for the other guys? It depends on the draft, obviously, but yeah, somewhere around the eighth round is where if I don't if I didn't get one of those top three guys, I'm looking. But maybe, yeah, eighth to tenth round, I would say. Maybe even pushing it to the tenth round because there's such a differential in the top guys to the next tier of guys. So yeah, I'm in, yeah. sorry, I'm I'm no, in the no, same no. ballpark as you guys. Because okay. that's probably where I'm maybe initially looking for a quarterback because I know I'm not going to get him a Holmes or whatever in the the eighth round or after that, but you don't, unless you really want to get Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, the top three or so, um, I think you're going to have to wait until the eighth to 10th round or so for a quarterback to, because there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks that will get you a good amount of points from that range. And so if I don't get, Kelsey or Darren Waller or Kittle. I think that's the same range where I'm looking for a tight end is like, that was one of those mid tier, maybe two tier two or tier three, depending on how you're, how the other people in your draft draft, because I could, I could see people taking like a Hawkinson or a Mark Andrews, maybe in like the sixth or seventh round, because they're like, Oh, I have to get a tight end. But I wouldn't panic at that point because then there are still others who are in maybe the lower tier two or tier three that you can still get within the eight to 10 rounds right. of the draft. So that kind of leads us into our next question. Where do you go with your first quarterback? Where do you draft him? Ryan, we know it's Justin Herbert for you. So where are you drafting Justin Herbert? Where are you taking him? Um. Well, it's actually not true because I, I started out, it was actually Josh Allen. Oh. I, I got to be fair. That's yeah. – but, I mean, um, where – take turn cold. Huh? I know. His, where did his loyalties oh, lie? No, I still like just – Herbert, I think he's the best ceiling. I just thought that Josh Allen was going to rush for more yards. That's all it was. That's all <laughs> well, it was. he would rush for more yards. Yeah, so that's all, all it really turned out. But – um. Where I take the QB? Well, probably for me, it's going to be the fifth round, sixth round. Try to get a top five guy. Me personally, I'm waiting for that little run on quarterbacks before I take one. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the very end of that second tier of quarterbacks, which I know everyone tiers their stuff different. So I have like, the first three guys in one tier and then the next four, five, six guys in the next tier. So I'm trying to get one of those top eight, nine players, quarterbacks. So, so that would be like a like a Lamar Jackson or a, who Russell, else would that be? Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Someone like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What about you, Keone? Yeah, I um, don't. Yeah, so here's another thing. Don't let those runs of positions get you scared. Because don't like that's don't buy into the hype in a way. Like true. Stay firm, stay solid and hold your position and true. focus on the goal at hand. If one of those guys if, I mean if all of those guys get taken during the run before it gets to my pick, I'm not I'm not taking a quarterback. Yet. 
Yes. He so, ha- it has to be one of those top eight, nine guys. Yeah, you have to. There's yeah. a certain point. There's a certain point where there's like a cutoff where it's like it's not worth it anymore. Exactly. To exactly. to to get um this player at this at this point. So, yeah. If you if you even if you get somebody like a a, a Sam Darnold at um who's your starting quarterback, you know. Depending I'm not gonna on lie to you. If, if you got Sam Darnold, <laughs> I think you kind of messed up. You waited a little bit too long. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you got Sam Darnold, we got a draft guide coming out for you real <laughs> true. soon. <laughs> true. I'm giving <laughs> potentially like maybe worst case scenario, but okay. not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those maybe tier two quarterbacks, um, maybe t- maybe potentially lower end or mid to mid there. So like QB sixteen or seventeen use potentially use your other players as a trade option that's that's always you know think don't think it's done just because like oh i drafted sam darnold no maybe you got a a dk metcalf or a or a dalvin cook early and maybe don't trade them or at least not dalvin cook but you know dk metcalf and a keenan allen back-to-back picks early on because you didn't go quarterback exactly you could get you could let go of one of them to move up to get a top quarterback Exactly. I see what you're saying. Yes. Uh, something for me, if I if I wait a little too long and I miss out on the tier quarterbacks that we're talking about, the you know top eight nine guys, I like to get a quarterback with a good floor. So you know Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, and then later on in the draft, try to get a guy who's a flyer. Like, well, this year maybe it'd be Trey Lance, but in past years, I've done it with Mahomes because Mahomes went you know that his before Mahomes, Mahomes the MVP or Mahomes. You know, everyone was kind of taking him in that 10th, this 12th round area. Yep. You got to be the first guy. Lamar did the same thing last year I can't, or two years ago. I can't remember who was last year, who was the guy, flyer guy. But, uh, like, this year maybe I would do it with Trey Lance or see maybe if Joe Burrow was still on the board, I would take Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow and hope that Joe Burrow breaks out. But if he doesn't, then they got Matthew Stafford who's going to be a top – 13 guy, 14 guy, and try to figure it out from there. But, it, you know, there's no, you can try to take two quarterbacks and hope for, hope your fire works out. You know what I mean? If he doesn't do work you, out, drop him. Go do you team. take two quarterbacks no matter what? Or if you get one of the top guys, if you get Patrick Mahomes, you're not drafting oh, another no, quarterback. No. Yeah. I'll just wait. I'll wait to the bye week at that point, figure that point out. I'd rather. If you're gonna get a t- if you're gonna draft a pick or use an early pick on one of those top four guys, top five guys, it's gonna I feel like it hurts your team to get another one. I I kind of feel you. That's kind of how I felt before, but I've kind of changed my mind. I want to get one of those high upside guys like you were talking about, no matter what. Like if I can find Lamar Jackson in the 12th round. Patrick Mahomes in the eleventh round. I'll I'm gonna take a shot on it. And I think I'm I'll have two court I'll drop two quarterbacks in all my leagues. And like you said, if they don't hit, I just drop them. Go pick up someone else off the waiver wire. All right, which Ryan, you alluded to Trey Lance a little bit earlier. Which rookie quarterback are you guys taking in redraft first? Does it matter if? Trevor Lawrence is going to start from week one. We know Trey Lance might, might not. Jimmy Garoppolo is there. You know, Zach Wilson is going to start. Does it matter when they start in redraft when you guys take them? 
So are we, is this question being like, are we taking them as our first quarterback or just when would you take? No, no. Who are you taking first? If you have to choose okay. which rookie for redraft only, not dynasty, which rookie quarterback are you taking? Okay. And so I'm going to take off Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson because they're going to be starting early in the season. So I think that's sort of obvious because it would be Trevor Lawrence. No, but that those... should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be your answer. Okay. Like, does it matter? And Zach Wilson yes. might might uh, actually be able to sling it more just because of the offense that he's going to be in. They might let him try to make plays, unlike Trevor Lawrence, who is going to maybe facilitate an offense. But I agree with you. It's Trevor Lawrence. I got Trevor Lawrence. And then it'd be Justin Fields and Trey Lance. That'd be the order. Let's see who I, yeah. So I have Trevor Lawrence as the top out of all of them. And then I have Zach Wilson also starting, if not the whole season. And then I think I have Trey Lance starting the next most games. And then Justin Fields and then Mac Jones in terms of like games started. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would take uh, Trevor Lawrence and then Trey Lance would be my second. I think Zach Wilson after that and then Fields. Just for redraft this year, I think Zach Wilson playing all 17 games does make a little bit of a difference. Andy Dalton playing in front of Fields, I, I do think he will start at least a little bit of the season. I haven't started wow. three games. I have him starting like seven. So. Who's Andy Dalton or, Andy Dalton. or? Okay, yeah, I have him starting six. I have Andy Dalton starting three games. You, you should lean up to the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I have Andy <laughs> Dalton starting three games. I'm, I'm stretching on my ankle. It, it's starting to get tight. This is a bad. Yeah, position. he. In case anybody doesn't know, Ryan, um, much like Michael Scott, put his foot in a George Foreman grill making bacon this morning. Yeah. And so, if you want to go to our. Uh, Ryan foot memorial fund. You can do that on our Sign website on or our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little swollen. But the yeah, bacon, wrapped in bubble wrapper. The bacon <laughs> did smell good. So it was worth it. Same yeah, time. That's what, yeah. Wake up to the smell of fresh bacon, dude. It's the way to go. The best part I, of waking I'm not going to lie. kind of ruined my story because I was going to tell you guys how to save a, a puppy from getting run over by a car and I, you know, the car ran over my ankle, but I was a hero. No one would have believed it. I know. Cause I don't no know much puppies. So I was just like, ah, the puppy died. My bad. But like, why would I pay you then? Why would I pay for your yeah, why recovery? Would we, yeah. Come on. I'm paying for that dog's recovery. All right, all right, if, you guys want, if you guys want to pay for the dog's recovery, sign on for our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Last question I got for you guys. What's your guys' feeling on zero running back strategy going into a draft? If you don't know what zero running back is, it's where you don't draft a running back till the sixth or seventh round. And so you don't have a a top running back. You're looking at a Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, James Conner, someone like that as your number one running back. How do you guys feel about that? 
I have zero interest in any of that. Yeah, me too. I, I It's just too scary for me. Like, I can understand it as, like, a very bold strategy, Cotton, but for me, I go safe or safe-ish. Definitely safer than that, because that is very risky, in my opinion. So what the, about a, a mod, the modified James version? James Conner from 2018 or James Conner from right now? Because if he goes from, <laughs> if he's from the time machine, bro, I'm taking James Conner 2018 in the sixth round, but... Well, yeah, that. but you can also take James Conner in the sixth round and also have a top running back that you pick in the first round, which is my next question. The modified version of zero running back, which is anchor running back, you take one of the very best guys and then you don't draft another running back until way later, like zero running back. How you guys feel about that one? This is probably a strategy I do the most if I think about it. Was that? I always end up attacking a wide receiver pretty early. Try and get some of the best guys. So I actually like it. I do. I do too. I didn't know about it before, but yeah, I I do like it. Although you do have to be kind of like one of the first three picks or four picks, I guess, in the draft. It's really a specific location you have to be in in order to enact this strategy. But I do like... Even you, you might be able to get Nick Chubb with the eighth pick or so, and he could maybe be your anchor running back. Fair enough. Um, I, mean, I would feel more comfortable with like a, a Zeke absolutely, Elliott absolutely. Or, I was just, or, but yeah, I was just saying you might be able to go a little bit later than those first few picks. But I definitely this strategy prefer it versus the zero. Absolutely, running back. Absolutely. But number one strategy: stay fluid. Just go with the draft. All right. Let's move on to some fan questions. You guys sent us in some questions, so thank you for that. If you guys want to send us in more questions, you guys could do that. Send us into our Instagram, day underscore dreamer media, Twitter, FF Daydreamers. Send them to our website, daydreamermedia.com. You guys could DM each individual each individual on of the daydreamer media so yeah just send them over to us we'll get back to you we'll answer you guys' questions for sure even if it's not on the podcast we will answer the question so we'll come first to, up we'll come to your house <laughs> with a cookie show basket up on the front lawn. oh huh. with a cookie basket. i was thinking like we would show up with uh oh say anything yeah, yes yeah, yeah. pull some uh john cusack over there yeah <laughs> Yeah, play the Daydreamer Media intro. <laughs> Boom. We think Chris Carson is better. Than- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. We heard you, Jim. <laughs> First question, who you guys got in redraft this year? Julio Jones or Allen Robinson? Both. <laughs> Which one would you would you like more? Allen Robinson. He's finally getting a good quarterback, potentially. Yeah. I mean, he won't play the whole season, but he'll play some of the season. Mm-hmm. I have him playing over 10 games. Um, sorry to the Red Rocket Andy Dalton, but your time is up. <laughs> and, and Julio is a number two guy, whereas Allen Robinson is a number one. And so if he can put up numbers with not as, or as we said, mediocre quarterbacks, and then him getting a Justin Fields-type quarterback... I think that just puts him in 
amazing territory. Whereas Julio Jones, I think, is going to be a facilitator and a number two to A.J. Brown. Yeah, and even if he isn't the number two, it's going to be close no matter what. Like, there won't be as much separation for Julio Jones as there will be for Allen Robinson. Daryl Mooney is okay, but Allen Robinson is the alpha, clear in a way, on that team. So I would take Allen Robinson as well. I agree. He's also going to score touchdowns while Julio Jones probably won't. Right. Or as but, many touchdowns. Yeah. And shout out to our uh, producer, Ian, with that uh, Daryl Mooney sleeper. So keep an eye on him for this season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody out there. True. Shout we'll see, out. We'll see if uh, Ian is uh, worth his weight in producing. <laughs> <laughs> We'll uh, see. Yeah, that's a lot okay. of weight to, to be with. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, <Well. laughs> next up, who would you guys rather have? Keone, you brought him up earlier. Sam Darnold or Jared Goff? Uh, I would go with Sam Darnold. Maybe I'm, I might be a little biased because I did uh, trade for him in Dynasty. And so I'm really hoping on him doing very well. And I think it's pretty, it was pretty close for me in my, my rankings. Um, they're only separated by like less than 10 points, I think. But I have Sam Darnold being ahead of Jared Goff, mostly because what Jared Goff was disappointing last year when we really like the anti-clutch, when we needed to rely on him, he was not there, much like the, the avatar, I guess. But then the avatar did show up, but I don't know if Jared Goff will. It took him 100 years. And he's also, he's also on a Sorry. terrible team. Yeah, that's where, that's where I would go. Sam Darnold, because of who he has around him. How easy is it to throw to Christian McCaffrey? How easy is it to throw to DJ Moore? You got Terrace Marshall there. You got Robbie Anderson there. Like, he's got weapons around him. I know Jared Goff has TJ Hawkinson, who's a great security blanket. DeAndre Swift is good, but after that, where you go, Tyrell Williams? Who? So well, I'm the opposite of you guys. I got Jared Goff. Ooh, Ooh interesting. They're gonna be down and they're gonna throw a lot. And they're gonna have to throw. That is a mm. that's a great point. All right, next up, Dynasty Trade. They have Dak Prescott, Gabriel Davis, Leonard Fournette, and a 2022 second round pick that they're trading away. For Daniel Jones, DK Metcalf, and Chris Carson, what side do you take, Ryan? So I'm getting Daniel Jones, Chris Carson, and DK Metcalf. That is right. Well, okay, then yeah, sure, I'm down. That's easy. That's a kind of one. That's a really easy trade to be honest. DK Metcalf's gonna be good for a minute. Daniel Jones might be bad, but court, court, but five quarterbacks got drafted last year. Three more, four more will get drafted this year. You can kind of replace Daniel Jones pretty easy. And Chris Carson is pretty good. Quarterbacks are kind of easier to place, low key. He's like he drafted him. One will hit sooner or later. Hmm. I, 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 that's a good point, I guess. But it also really helps in Dynasty to have a really good quarterback. And there's like a big difference, like between a eh quarterback. And a really good quarterback like Dak Prescott, when he's plays very well in Dynasty. But 
that is a good point, though, that you could replace a quarterback fairly easy in Dynasty and have them be successful enough to do well. So it's kind of a net zero or net gain in a way. But I think this is really there's kind of a tricky element to this because it's it's it is a gamble with Daniel Jones because he has so many weapons available available to him right now that there's literally no excuse for them not to do well. And it's just a matter of if he does, if he steps up to the plate or the goal line or whatever in this circumstance, because everybody else, DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, solid golden. And it's just, do you want to give up Dak Prescott? Yeah. I would want to know, do you have another quarterback on your team already? Are you, if you trade for Daniel Jones, are you riding Daniel Jones for the whole season? Because yeah, you could replace him in the draft easy, but if you've already drafted your rookies this year, you got to wait till 2022 and you have to start Daniel Jones every single week. That would be rough. DK well, Metcalf better than week? Gabriel Davis. So not QBs on the waiver wire? Not in Dynasty. I mean, maybe if you only have one, but in Dynasty, not really usually. I feel like. Yeah, depending on the size of your league, it's mostly about trading versus waiver wire. Exactly. Um, DK Metcalf, better than Gabriel Davis. Chris Carson, better than Leonard Fournette. But Dak Prescott is so much better than Daniel Jones that it's it's real tough for me. Yeah, it, it really depends on who either your other quarterback is or if you have another quarterback. And because I feel Daniel, like Dak Prescott is pretty consistent which is very important whereas daniel jones if he does well i think he's going to have very much like ebbs and flows and his are like hidden hits and misses and his hits are going to propel him to where like his the level he needs to be at but those misses are going to be rough and those are going to be some bad weeks all right i'm going to switch it up a little bit on us i'm going to do the last question first so (gasps) Just so you guys know, <laughs> Dynasty, half-point PPR, Calvin Ridley, or DK Metcalf? Who are you guys taking? This is Dynasty now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, Ryan? Ridley. I think Matt Ryan Why? will stay there a little bit longer than Matt will stay in Seattle. Okay. Um, I think I, I looked it up just to be sure. I think their contracts are essentially the same. So I think they both have contracts for like four or five years with a 2020 option or some, or 2022 option. And so that's based off what I looked at. So mm-hmm. if I'm wrong, please, please let us know. Um, we would love to hear from you. And I love being told that I'm wrong because then Daniel, it makes us DK, better. This is DK Metcalf's third year. And this is I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm talking about their quarterbacks. I mean, oh, that's my bad. Okay, okay. My bad. That's, so both Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson have relatively similar contracts. Um, so yeah, sorry for the confusion there. And both Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf have been like in two or three years, right? And they're in the league. This is Ridley's fourth year. Yeah. It's Ridley's Ridley, fourth year. Ridley, okay. is, Ridley is 26 years old. DK Metcalf is 23 years old. Okay. Um, so they're, it's just a really good question because they're really close. 
And if you're going to bring in, oh, who is there going to, who is going to be, because like my thinking was, oh, who is going to be their quarterback moving forward in the next few years with Dynasty? Because I think they're both really talented wide receivers. It's just who's going to be throwing them the ball. And if somebody's going to be gone, you never know. That's a huge risk potentially you're taking with a brand new quarterback coming in. Um, but I think I do have to give it to DK Metcalf, the uh, the DK of Seattle. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that Russell Wilson, even though their contracts are both up, I think Russell Wilson has more of a chance to stay in Seattle and continue playing, while Matt Ryan has a higher chance to just retire. Right, or be a journeyman with you know another team for a yeah. year or two before he does retire. But it doesn't scare you that they they that you basically requested a trade. Well, he didn't say request. I guess I mean his agent he did came out, it out and say he what came teams out that he, he did not. He did not request a trade. Uh, okay. So I mean, so I mean that then it got leaked and, pretty well. Then I mean his agent <laughs> might be good, bro. He would only want to go to see some, to the Saints, Chicago Bears. And all the other cowboys, yeah, yeah, bro. I'm sorry. No one bro. wanted him, so the Bears wanted him. Bro. The Bears wanted. They went for him. <laughs> they didn't have a quarterback to give. But Calvin Ridley is also three years older than DK Metcalf. He's coming up on that age where wide receivers they fall off early, early. I mean, not as early as running backs, but 30, 31 years old. Your career is done pretty much. You're not elite anymore, at least. And DK Metcalf can still do that for years and years now. So I'll take the time that DK Metcalf has as well in Dynasty. It's a good question, though. They are really close. It really is. They're very close. Can't go wrong with either of them. All right. Another Dynasty trade. Last one here. Send Devontae Adams and you receive... Keenan Allen and Daniel Jones. Right now, Deshaun Watson is your quarterback. Do you take this trade? No. I'm keeping it. I, I'm keeping I don't think I do either. Really? This this might all change depending on what we find out with Aaron Rodgers moving yeah. forward. But Keenan Allen, like they're both top 10 wide receivers with Devontae Adams being number one. For the most part, I mean, if you're league, he's top three for sure. Um, again, but it's not worth it to me because you're not getting very, you're not getting an, a, an overabundance in return. You're getting Keenan Allen, which is sort of on the same level, but not like a little bit lower, but it's still, you're still a really good wide receiver, but you're getting Daniel Jones. And I guess this is just like because you th- may think. Watson isn't going to play, I guess. Yes. I think that's what it is, is Watson is not going to play and you need a quarterback that is going to actually start. This is will play NFL this year. Will play in the NFL and you're you're still getting Keenan Allen, who yes, will not be as good as long as Devontae Adams, but you have to give something up to get something. So to get that quarterback, you're giving up an elite talent to get an almost elite talent and someone who you can actually start. I yeah, think I take I, the trade. I, I may have convinced myself to take the trade, but it's, it's risky. Like it's, it's, um, 
it's you're definitely scared and not necessarily i don't want to say desperate because that's um but it is sort of like yeah a I lot of it is, it is a coming. lot of factors are unsaid in this yeah it is coming from a place of i'm a little bit scared that i won't have a starting quarterback at all that's true although i will say given the nature of the nfl i wouldn't be surprised if deshaun watson starts the season yeah we'll see we'll keep you guys updated Follow us on all social medias. That'll do it for today's podcast. Do you guys have anything to plug? Ryan, Keone, no one? No plugs. No. All right. Not, not, even your, not even your own Twitters? Want to do it you again? Know, we, we hear we that all right, let's go. R-O-K-K-O, Daydreamer. You know what it is. Follow me for the great tweets. And follow us on Instagram for the great stories and Keone's beautiful face. And that's oh. Daydreamer. Oh, sorry, Daydreamer Media underscore something like that. <laughs> underscore Daydreamer. Nope. Ah, damn it. Nope. Oh, for two nope. weeks in a row. You'll get it. You'll get it. Ah, come boy, on, come on, come on. Damn it. Day underscore Dreamer Media on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We got those trivia questions on Thursdays, every other Thursday before the podcast drops. So, Look out for those. Yeah, yeah, like we said, Keone, what's your Twitter again? I believe it is Daydreamer Keone on Twitter, at Daydreamer Keone. <laughs> and I am JJ Daydreamers. The show is FF Daydreamers. We do have an announcement. We will be dropping a draft guide coming very shortly to help you guys out. So be on the lookout for that. We'll be dropping that on the website, the social medias, Instagram and Twitter, Facebook, where where we're dropping it, how we're dropping it, when we're dropping it. So we'll have all that information coming to you very shortly. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Sons and four. Sons and four. <laughs> like and subscribe wherever you guys get your podcasts. Tell a friend. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, that's all I got for us tonight. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.